Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Jordan Younger. She is the blogger behind the realness-based wellness and lifestyle blog, The Balanced Blonde. She's the creator of the health-inspired conscious clothing line, TBV Apparel, and the author of the memoir, Breaking Vegan. And she is so incredibly fun to follow, you guys. And she's also so real, and I can't wait for you to hear this interview. So let's get started. Jordan, welcome. I'm so incredibly excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank (laughs) you for having me. Thank you so much. You know, it's so funny that um, our paths crossed because I literally, I think I found you searching different hashtags when I had first moved to California and I think you kept coming up. So I followed you 
And then uh, one day I was at an Orange Theory Fitness and all of a sudden I'm like, why does this woman look so familiar to me? And I'm like, oh my God, I've been following her. And I was in line at Beaming not too long after realizing I was working out with you this whole time. And all of a sudden I look back and there's a cookbook and I'm like, oh my God, this universe is trying to tell me something. I need to get this woman into my life. So here you are on the podcast. I'm so incredibly happy that you came on and I'm even more excited for people to get to know you because as I was doing my research, I really, really, really um, created another major girl crush uh, on you. So you're just doing so much fun stuff that I would love for you just to share a little bit about what you do. Yes, absolutely. Well, on that note, I love, love the way that our our paths crossed as well because I'm a huge believer in fate and people coming into your life at the right time. And I think that that is exactly what happened with us because I think we crossed paths at Orange Theory for the first time right before you launched your podcast, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. So I feel like all of this is just very serendipitous. We already know that our zodiac signs align because we <laughs> that. Um, and I love working out with you. I get so inspired by how fit you are and how strong you are. I'm like, oh my God, this girl is ripped. So <laughs> I love all of that. Aww. Just had to put my two cents in about how awesome that is. But <laughs> as far as who I am and what my brand is all about, I have a blog called The Balanced Blonde, and I've been doing that for three years. Um, It started as a blog called The Blonde Vegan. So as you can see, things have changed a little bit. I'm not vegan anymore. I've really changed my lifestyle and my whole approach to food and fitness and kind of what balance means to me. So that's what I share with people through my blog and my social media platforms and my book and my clothing line, which really all just goes back to the core of the balanced blonde philosophy, which is I believe that everybody should find the happiest, healthiest version of themselves, do what they love, pursue their passions, and have confidence in themselves to do that. So it's kind of all about being happy in the now, being comfortable in the now, and just learning to find what it is that makes you happy and run with it. So that's the kind of stuff I like to share. That's the kind of stuff that I like to write about on my blog. Um, At my very core, I consider myself a writer. So I love to write, love to connect with people through that mode, which is why you see me writing 4,000 word blog posts almost every day, (laughs) which people are like, why are you spending your time writing triple the amount of blog posts that you have to? But it's because that's what I actually Mm. love. I love it the most. And I do everything else because I like it too. But I love to write and that's how I most prefer to connect with people. So Mm. that's a little bit about me. Oh, I love it. Oh my God. You just shared so much there, right? Right into like, why do you write every day? Well, it's what you love. It what It's what makes you feel great. But um, what I really want to chat about is I know that I, I truly believe we all teach or get into that thing that we need the most. So where did this come from? What was it that, that made you say, this is what I have to put out there? Was it because it was something that you were desperately seeking or were you struggling with something? Can you bring us back a little bit further before all of this? Yeah. So that's a really good question because I started my blog, The Blonde Vegan, because I wanted to share my healthy lifestyle with everybody and At the time, before I started the Blonde Vegan Instagram account, I was obsessively posting photos of vegan food that I made and vegan restaurants and all this very, very healthy stuff on my personal Instagram. And I was doing it all the time and I knew that I had so many friends and people in my family who were kind of like, okay, Jordan, that's cool, but we're not interested in that. Like, Don't inundate us with your healthy food photos. So (laughs) I started my second account, The Blonde Vegan, to just share healthy food, healthy recipes. And I really thought that I would just lead people in my own life over to to that account, people Mm -hmm who were interested in it so that I wasn't inundating people who didn't care. So I kind of just assumed I would maybe have a couple hundred followers. I could share what I was interested in, not have to worry about sharing it with people who weren't necessarily interested in such an uber healthy lifestyle. Um, But I started hashtagging my photos and um, started gaining an audience, which was totally this this concept was so new to me because that wasn't my goal at first and I I didn't even understand that 
that that could happen, that people were, that people were really that interested in this lifestyle. So I used all those hashtags at that time, like hashtag plant-based, hashtag vegan food share, all that kind of stuff. And that's how I kind of um, started building my audience, which became a whole other entrepreneurial aspect of it where I saw those numbers growing and I was like, wait, this is really cool. This could actually be something potentially more than just a hobby because there's a lot of people who are interested in this. So I saw my audience rising and decided to start a blog to go with the Instagram account so I could put the full recipes on there and of course write and talk about things that I was interested in, which I was so happy to have this platform with this built-in audience because I had had blogs in the past, travel blogs, where I'm pretty sure the only people reading were my mom and a couple (laughs) of my friends because it was just such a different purpose. Um, So I was so excited to have this group of people who were following who were interested in things that I liked to write about and talk about. So that's how the blog started. And it was a lot of recipes. And I really, I would always go in and out of writing lifestyle content too, because I love, I love just letting people into my life and giving a glimpse into what I'm doing every day, talking about my musings and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was really focused on food. So I got heavily into the vegan lifestyle at that time and was doing a lot of juice cleanses and raw veganism and really going just deep, deeper and deeper and deeper into that healthy life. And, um, eventually over time realized that that wasn't healthy for me anymore and kind of rebranded from there. So that's, that's a really long story made a little bit shorter, but, um, that was my beginnings until I switched my blog over to the balanced blonde, which is focused on, not just veganism at all, because that's not what I identify as anymore. So what was the journey to not identifying with it anymore? Did did you hit a point where you're like, wow, this is like getting overwhelming? Or was there something with your health? Or was it kind of all of the above? How were you feeling? It was definitely all of the above. Um, I mean, I think it hit me. So I started my blog um, in June. I think it was June 2013. So it's coming up on three years ago. And um, by January, so I had had the blog for like six months. I That was the first time that I started thinking that I might not love this whole vegan lifestyle for myself anymore. Um, because I wasn't feeling very well. I was getting really obsessive compulsive about my food and was having a lot of anxiety about um, what I was going to eat every day and I was doing all these juice cleanses and I was reviewing juice cleanses on my blog um, and just getting heavily immersed in the vegan lifestyle from all angles. So I felt like it was becoming a bit of an obsession versus just the way that I was eating. And at the time, I didn't know that that was even a bad thing. I just felt like, okay, I'm definitely pretty obsessed. So I need to I need to think about why that is. Is that just my personality? Would I be this way with any diet? So I was looking into all of that. Um, but I was also afraid to give up that title and um, that identity because that was a huge part of who I was as the blonde vegan. And at, mm. at that time, I had about 70,000 followers on social media and I had um, hundreds of thousands of people reading my blog, mainly because I was vegan and because I was bringing vegan recipes to my readers and I was reviewing vegan restaurants and reviewing all these different juice bars and juice cleanses. Um, so I felt like I, I just so attached to that label and really anxious about walking away from it. So I stayed vegan for about eight months after that, um, after I started thinking that it might not be working for me anymore. But um, I I eventually did reach some sort of breaking point, which was due to a couple different situations. One of them was that um, a very close friend of mine confided in me about her eating disorder that she was suffering from and was telling me a little bit about the steps that she had been taking to start feeling better and recovering. And every single thing she said she was getting help for, 
I related to. Mm. And so that was kind of a big wake up call because she told me what she was working on with her therapist and her nutritionist and different things that she had learned about herself and the way that she was eating and every single thing she said I could relate to. So I was like, "Uh uh-oh, that's sign number one that that things might not be very healthy and balanced Mm -hmm. over here in my life. Um, But I listened to her and after a long conversation with her about what she was going through, I said to her, you know, I think, I mean, I really relate to this. I think that I could probably benefit from seeing your therapist, your eating disorder therapist. She agreed. And um, when I left that conversation, we were at dinner together. So when I left the restaurant, I called my mom and I was walking home. I lived in New York at the time. So I was walking home from Midtown to downtown and got my mom on the phone. And I was like, you know, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I feel like I might have an eating disorder. Um, And my mom's response was, yes, you do. Hmm. So that was kind of another huge wake up call because I didn't realize that people I was close to already saw that in me Mm. and were worried about me. They just, I mean, people had said things to me, of course, like you don't have to be so extreme. You should try to add some more foods back into your life. But also people in my life had trouble knowing how hard it really was for me because this had become not only my lifestyle, but also my brand. My brand was based off of veganism, and I was creating all these little entrepreneurial side businesses off of the Blonde Bee. And so, I mean, it was hard for people to intervene and say that they didn't agree with my lifestyle because they kind of just felt like they didn't understand. Mm. So, And they didn't understand how hard it was for me and how much anxiety I was having. Um So that was the first wake-up call. I knew I wasn't anorexic. I knew I didn't have any of the traditional eating disorders that I had heard of. I mean, I knew that I had disordered eating. Um, But it wasn't until I learned about orthorexia, which is an eating disorder that's not as commonly known, that's characterized as an obsession with pure, healthy, clean foods from the earth and a fear and avoidance of anything that doesn't fall into the safe food categories in your mind. So that was me because I was totally fearful of any foods that were not plant-based vegan and on top of that, low glycemic, gluten-free, refined sugar-free. And some of that is due to the fact that I have a really sensitive stomach and I have a lot of food allergies. So that's, it was sort of ingrained in me from a young age to be careful. And having that really restrictive diet just wasn't working for me and I'm such an extreme person I take everything to like pretty high highs and really low lows so the Mm -hmm. fact that I took it really far was not a surprise to me or to anybody around me but the fact that I took it too far was um just a really big sign to me that I wanted to be healthy and balanced again and that's why I was eating that way in the first place so when I realized that my body was showing me these signs that it wasn't healthy anymore, like my hair was thinning, my skin was terrible, I had lost my period um, for about six months. So my body was crying out for help and I finally was able to get out of my denial and realize that I needed to make some changes and add more variety into my diet in order to find health and balance again. Mm. I can't tell you how much I relate to that um, in, a, in a completely different way, but I know so many of the women that I talk to and I know that are listening um, are probably either having major aha moments right now or just feeling a lot more free knowing that it's just completely out there because, you know, especially having your identity tied to how you look or what you're doing or what your branding is uh, can be really intense because I come from a fitness background. And it's like anything outside of me being super fit, you know, years ago, like I didn't know who I was. It was like, you know, I went from being, um, struggling with my weight to all of a sudden, like finally getting attention and, and getting, uh, being able to express who I am through fitness. And if I wasn't this person or if I fell off or if I wasn't eating perfectly, it was like, I lost who I was. 
because I, I didn't know who I was outside of that because you're so focused on it, right? So, you know, I think that it's so brave that you actually came out and did that because I can't imagine what it what it felt like when you were like, oh my gosh, everything that I've created, all of these people, what are they going to say? There's That's pr- really intense when you're out there, right? Yeah. Um, but was there a point in your soul where you were like, wow, if I don't, um, you know, go and do, cause there's internal hits, right? Like, what did that feel like when you knew you weren't like on the right path anymore? I mean, it was really, it was so over a long period of time, um, for me, like coming to that realization because I started realizing it internally and just wondering like, would I benefit from adding more variety of foods into my diet? And I have this chapter in my book because my book is basically an eating disorder memoir. So I have a chapter in my book from early on in my vegan days um, where I had a conversation with one of my best friends. We were on a road trip from uh, Northern California to LA. And I said, like, I think when we get to LA, we should go to dinner and I'm going to get fish because I feel that my body needs fish. I feel like I need the protein and the B12 and I'm just not sure that I'm getting it all from my vegan diet. But, you know, it's weird because I'm vegan and that label means a lot to me. So I can't just do that. Like I can't just break my label, but I also feel like I, my body wants that kind of thing. So that was, that was early on in my vegan stages and my friend was excited because nobody in my life wanted me to be as restrictive as I was. And she said, yes, let's do it. Let's go to sushi. I'll even order sushi. She wasn't really a sushi person. So she was like, I'll even order sushi. It'll be great. I'll do this for you. Let's do it. So by the time we got from Sacramento to LA, I had changed my mind. And I said, never mind, never mind. Let's go somewhere else where I can get vegan food because I can't do it. Like I don't want to do it. I changed my mind. And she was like, are you sure we should, you should try it? You know, you shouldn't be so tied to this label in such an anxiety inducing way. What's the point kind of? Um, and I said, you know, it's not about that. It's about like veganism is a lifestyle. You can't just, you can't just decide when, when you're going to be vegan and when you're not going to be vegan, but I am. So like, I'm not doing it. So that was two years before I actually stopped being vegan. So that gives you a bit of a sense of the fact that my body was starting to tell me things and I was ignoring what my body was telling me. And all of our bodies have the knowledge. They have the key to how we're feeling and what we need, but we have to tap into that and tune into that. And if we turn those signals off, then we're really putting ourselves at a disadvantage because we're disconnecting our minds from our bodies. And, you know, being so into yoga and I'm a very spiritual person, I'm all about the mind-body connection. And that's why, part of the reason why I was into veganism in the first place, because I felt like it was really strengthening my mind-body connection in some ways because it's such a healthy diet. I was eating plant-based foods from the earth, all natural, all organic. I was oftentimes getting it straight from the source, from the farmers, going to local farmers markets. But really what I was starting to do was totally shut off my body signals to me to the point where I wouldn't let myself feel hungry because I was hungry all the time. And that's not just because I was vegan. It's also because I was really highly restrictive of the amount of calories and food that I would take in. I was always juice cleansing. I was at least doing one day a week of just juice, if not a seven-day juice cleanse or even a 30-day juice cleanse. So I wouldn't let myself feel hungry because if I felt hungry – That would mean that I had to slow down. I would have to rest. I would have to take a nap. I wouldn't be able to exercise. I wouldn't be able to go to school. And I was in grad school at the time. And I was so mentally and physically exhausted and hungry, but I wouldn't let myself feel any of those feelings. So my body started doing sort of more extreme things by – by no longer menstruating and by I almost broke my ankle when I was training for a half marathon and all I was doing was running and I had been running, been a runner for a long time. So, I mean, that was another way that my body was telling me we can't handle this. We can't handle the very, very small amount of nutrients that you're giving us right now from a very, very small amount of food groups. Mm. So, 
when I finally actually came to the realization that I had an eating disorder and I needed to get help, my first gut feeling was relief, so much relief because, in, I mean, I already I had already gone through the anxiety of what are people going to think? Am I going to lose all my readers? Am I going to lose my business that I've built? Are people going to be really mad at me? Um, you know, what's going to happen? And at a certain point when I finally, finally came to the realization that I needed to make some changes, I felt like I felt relief. I just felt mm. like I'm finally going to listen to my body and do this thing that feels so, so, so right to me, which is listening to my body and just allowing room for change and for involvement and for growth. And I knew right away that I wanted to be an advocate for healthy living, not just labeling your diet into one small little box, but living healthy and allowing yourself to change and also showing people that, yes, even though I had this big audience and I was in the public eye and I was leading events and doing all this stuff that from the outside looked so glamorous, especially because of the health aspect to it, I wasn't even healthy. So I really wanted to shine a light on that and expose the fact that People can give off any vibe that they want on the internet or on social media, but I really wanted to break the mold there and show people like there's a lot of room for authenticity. And if we're authentic to ourselves and even to our bodies, especially to our bodies, then I mean, there's just so much more room for connection and to inspire people. So, I mean, right away, this was like a huge breath of fresh air for me, even though I was terrified still full of anxiety about what I was doing, but but that relief in the back of my mind really carried me through. Mm. Oh my gosh, you shared so many good things in that. Um, <laughs> so just to, to touch on some, it's like, um, you know, our body's always giving us clues. And I just, I love that through the whole thing, you know, it's like you actually know, but you just keep pushing it down. And it's like these massive intuitive hits that are whether, whether being vegan is great for you or not. It's, I mean, there are things that your body is going to say, because some things are great for some people, some are not. So it's always listening in to what is that? What does your body want more of? Because truly when I tune in, I can pretty much figure out exactly what I need to eat that day. And some days it's, you know, some days it's a lot more than other days. Like yesterday, truly, I was like, I need to eat just a really big dinner. Like I could tell my body just needed to refuel. I was tired. I didn't feel well. My body was achy. So I just let myself have a lot more food than I typically would ever normally eat. And this morning I woke up, I felt so incredibly good. It wasn't even funny. So it's like always tuning into that. And I also love that, you know, there comes this point where you said, um, talking about what are people going to think of me? What are they going to do? What are they going to say? And, you know, showing authenticity and that if more people showed it, more people could show up in the way that they're supposed to in this world. Like, look at what happened after, which we're going to get into in just a second, after you decided to flip into that place of, or turn on, you know, that, that place of like, okay, people, people can do this. You can say your one thing and it can not work for you. And you can come out and completely change your identity or what you're doing because you can say it didn't work and you can be forgiven. Like, I think a lot more people would get out there and do what they're meant to do. If they saw more people, um, quote unquote, you know, make mistakes, even though it's not a mistake or actually show that we're human. So I'm so grateful that you did that for everybody who maybe someone feels stuck maybe someone feels stuck in a title or in a diet or in a particular thing that they're doing and they feel like they can't get out so I think this story is going to be so helpful helpful for them so tell me what happened once you got into that place of like freeing yourself and saying okay this is where I'm at this is what I'm doing what did you use that for on your journey and what came out of it yeah, well, so pretty much directly from there, it really was a big relief and a big weight taken off my shoulders. And the next thing that needed to be done was that I needed to come forward and be honest with my blog audience. And that was pretty, I mean, I was getting a lot of feedback from certain people in my life, even my therapist at the time saying it's not completely necessary to be so honest with everybody, like with people that you don't know. You don't have to say what you're going through. You can still blog about vegan recipes and you can still be the blonde vegan technically, but 
I mean, I wasn't comfortable doing that from the get-go. I did not want to put something out there that wasn't totally authentic to me, especially because a lot of my readers have stomach problems just like I do. Um, I've had these lifelong undiagnosable stomach problems and food allergies and so many of my readers connected with me for that reason and up until that point I was really I was never preaching veganism but I was definitely telling people that it was working for me and um, for my body because a long time for a long time I did feel like it was um, so I wouldn't feel comfortable not telling the truth and saying that um, that it was no longer working for me and that I actually needed more variety and needed to listen to my body. So um, so I pretty much came forward and wrote this crazy long blog post called Why I'm Transitioning Away from Veganism. And well, first I wrote one that just like didn't feel right in my heart. It didn't feel totally authentic to me. It felt really forced. I couldn't put it out there. And then when I was walking in um, Madison Square Park, actually, I sat down on a bench and it just came to me. The whole entire blog post of what I wanted to say came to me in that moment, all the words. So I sat down and typed it into the notes section of my phone, my iPhone, until my phone died. But I knew that I had this perfect, perfect thing that I wanted to say to everybody that really captured the essence of why I was doing what I was doing um, and kind of explained it explained about orthorexia it explained about what I was going through and what my new philosophy was and it also said you know I don't know what is going to happen from here I don't know if I'm going to be vegetarian or if I'm going to be a vegetarian plus fish or whatever it is and I still desperately wanted to label my diet because I wanted to have rules I wanted to have guidelines I was so comfortable having that kind of thing so, I mean, I was very inclined to tell people, like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to be vegan, but I'm also going to eat salmon. So it's just going to be those two things, which, I mean, that would have never worked. But I wanted to have guidelines. So um, I came forward. I said all of that. And I did have um, some warning from a friend of mine who is a very big vegan blogger. And she told me, you, you better be ready to get death threats. And you better be ready to um, have your website crash because so many people are going to be really, really interested in reading why you're no longer vegan. So she told me that and I was kind of thinking, first of all, yeah, right. Like my website's not going to crash. I don't have the millions of readers that she has. Like don't worry about it. Um, and also nobody's going to give me death threats because why would anybody care that much? I don't even know them. Like or – Maybe I do, but, like, why would they want to kill me? So I put my truth out there, this very, very authentic, true thing. I posted on Instagram why I'm transitioning away from veganism and told people to go look at my blog if they wanted the answer. And, yes, I was nervous. I was very nervous, and I knew that I would lose a lot of a lot of readers and upset a lot of people. So this wasn't easy, but it was what I had to do. And um, within three minutes, my website crashed. And already I was getting like crazy mean comments, um, people telling me that I was just the worst hypocrite on the face of the earth, that I was a huge liar, that I was being paid by the meat industry, by factory farms, that I was being paid by corporations like McDonald's to have pretended that I was vegan for all this time and to come forward and then say that I wasn't and of course, I was getting a lot of death threats and people telling me that I didn't deserve to live and that my family didn't deserve to live because I was eating animals again and all this crazy backlash right from the get-go. Um, and as extreme as all of that negativity was, I was also getting extreme positivity on the other end that was far more passionate and extreme than I could have ever believed that it would be before I came forward. So there was a lot of stuff happening. There was a lot of people relating to what I wrote who were writing in just saying the nicest things, telling me that I inspired them to make a change or um, enabled them to understand their daughter or their sister or their friend because it was something that someone they loved was also going through. And I mean, I was just getting flooded with emails and comments that were all over the board. Um, 
And then from there, the story just really picked up a lot of traction. And a couple days later, I ended up being on Good Morning America and Nightline and in Women's Health Magazine and People.com and Teen Vogue and everything I had ever heard of. Anywhere I, I had ever read about news or popular culture, I was like, what is going on? How are this many people interested in this one person's story from being vegan and then no longer being vegan anymore. So this kind of blew my mind. Um, and I, it just really shed light on the fact, to me at least, that so many people go through this type of thing, whether it be veganism or paleo or vegetarianism or some kind of labeled diet or even when you label yourself in any way that that makes you feel like you can't change that you're not allowed to evolve or to grow so so many people could relate also so many people were fascinated about orthorexia which was a part of the story that I never thought was going to be that interesting to people especially because so many people had never heard of it but everybody wanted to know about orthorexia and what is this curious eating disorder that nobody had heard of. And um, I ended up really talking a lot about that and then connecting with Dr. Stephen Bratman, who coined the term orthorexia in the 90s. And um, he helped me a lot. He helped me understand what I was going through and told me a lot about what he had gone through. He had also... Um, developed orthorexia when he was younger. So I learned a lot from him. He ended up writing the foreword of my book and we've done some really good work together. But um, yeah, it was a whirlwind and I hadn't even decided yet at that time what I was going to change my blog name to because I was doing this all in real time. I wasn't just like sitting behind my screen planning everything out and then coming forward and being honest. I was just open and honest with everyone before I even decided what I was going to do with my own personal brand. So I polled my readers to see if anybody had ideas that I would fall in love with. And a lot of people came up with the balanced blonde. And um, it was obviously something I had already thought of because I knew that balance was going to be such a cornerstone of what I wanted to promote from there on out. And I definitely didn't want to pigeonhole myself again with something that <laughs> that might not be everlasting. So I ended up changing to the balanced blonde. I had someone redesign my logo and my website. And, um, and really, that's just me. So that's kind of what I put out there now and my brand is me and it evolves along with me and I've gone from just blogging about food and recipes to talking about balance and eating disorder recovery and following your dreams and pursuing your passions and I had also just left grad school to pursue my blog full-time which was a really risky move because a lot of people were not blogging full-time um, a couple years ago unless they had been blogging for years and years and my blog was still kind of a baby in the blog world. I decided that that was something I wanted to do. That was where my passion was and I decided to just go for it. So another thing that's a really big part of my brain now is trying to help inspire people to Oh, yeah, I just totally lost you again. Um, I'm not sure what it is. It's definitely, I think it's on your end because I'm looking at my audio. Are you there? Oh, I totally can't hear you anymore. Do you have a headset? I, like, actually can't hear you at all. You're super muffled. One sec. Okay, I just could hear you for a second. There we go. Okay, let's try this. I have a headset in now. Okay, that sounds much better. I don't okay, know why good. it's really weird. It like it literally just completely went away. It's like you're going down a tunnel and then all of a sudden it's then it's like gone. It's That's so weird. That was happening with my phone earlier, but shouldn't be happening here. But okay, so I'll start from where I was. Then. Yeah, the grad school thing. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I had also just left grad school to pursue my blog full time, which was a really risky jump for me because people weren't 
a couple years ago blogging full time as much as they are now, but I knew that this is what I wanted to do and that's what I was really, really passionate about and that's where my heart was. That's I was working on my blog all day, every day, so I knew that that's what I needed to do at that time. Um, so now a big cornerstone of my brand, The Balanced Blonde, is to really help inspire people to find what they love and pursue their passions because I'm so, so, so passionate about people doing something that they love and jumping out of bed every day to get to work. And that's how I feel. I love working, which is why I'm such a workaholic. Even you know this from (laughs) running into me at Orange Theory. And I can't even help but tell people about the stuff that I'm working on. And, um, you know, it's hard for me to make time to even do other things because I love working so much, which is a whole other story. I do need to have more balance in my life, which is why I'm going on vacation next week. I think it's much needed. But I think if you do what you love, then it doesn't really feel like work. And that's something that I want for everybody. Oh my gosh. So we'll talk about that. I, (laughs) it's so funny. I'm literally planning a vacation right now because I know I need it, even though I, um, I don't necessarily want to go. Isn't that weird? But I know that I have, I need it because I've just been like my, uh, literally my soul is like craving like fire and woods and sand and like moonlight and like water. And I'm like, okay, I need a vacation. This is too crazy. I know. Um, (laughs) I'm totally with you. And I totally know what you mean about not really wanting to go because I keep having these bursts of like, what am I doing? Why am I going away? Am I going to make it so hard on myself when I get back? Because I'm going to have so much to catch up on. But every single time I do go away, I'm so grateful that I gave myself that time to unwind and recharge and be by the beach and be out in the sun and be with people mm. who really, really recharge my energy. So I know I'm making the right decision, even mm-hmm. if it's hard for me to leave. It's also so hard for me to leave my cat because I'm so attached <laughs> to him. So I hate leaving him, but mm. got to do what you got to do. You got to get into inspiration. You know, some, we can feel so inspired and we love what we do because, you know, it's helping people or we're just getting those creative, like our creative energy flowing and you feel so alive. But then all of a sudden it's like, if you're not really paying attention to making sure that it's balanced that's <laughs> the word that keeps coming uh-huh. um then it just it can just shut off one day like you can be like exactly. oh my god like irritated and like what am I doing and why am I working so hard so it's so good that you're paying attention to it now I love that you're like okay I'm making myself go I'm building this in because I think that happens to a lot of people like us who love what we do it's hard to peel ourselves away um but that's so important to get back into inspiration so you come back with even more that you're excited about. So uh, what are you most excited about right now? I have a couple things that I'm most excited about right now. One of them is that I might have mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but I'm rebranding my website right now. Mm -hmm. And I have somebody redesigning and I, this is something that I haven't done really ever since I started my website. Of course, I came up with my new logo and rebranded a little bit when I changed from the blonde vegan to the balanced blonde, but I've never really given my site a full-blown makeover before to make it from a WordPress blog to kind of take it to the next level to really reflect the fact that it is the hub for my whole business and it is my whole life and it's what I care about and that's what I work on every day. So I found a fantastic graphic designer who just showed me the templates for the site and it's going to look incredible and it's launching on June 1st and I'm just ridiculously excited about that because I think the aesthetic really represents everything that I'm trying to get across to my audience and it's going to be really interactive and have all these different elements to it that my site doesn't have now to really just include this very community-oriented vibe where people can ask questions and the questions will show up in a public place on the blog and they'll be anonymous or you can write your name. But it's just going to be very interactive and that's a really big part of what I do and um, in other blogs that I follow. Any blog that I actually like is, is interactive because I think that when you're putting stuff out there on a blog – it's it's silly not to answer people's questions and to get involved talking to your audience because those are the people who support you and allow you to do what you do. So I'm so excited to have these new elements to my new site, which will be fantastic. Um, another thing I'm working on is an ebook that's going to be for people who want to get into this blogging entre- entrepreneurial space because 
I'm sure you get this question a lot too, but every single day people ask me, how do you make money blogging? And how do I do that? How do I blog about what I love? Or how do I start a business created off of what I love? So I'm just going to do a little, not a little, probably a really long <laughs> ebook about all of my thoughts and um, tips for that, which will just be a place that people can go to learn instead of me answering everybody's questions individually all day long, which I also like to do, but there's so much to say. So I can't necessarily answer them just there. And then the last thing I'll say, even though there's so many things that I'm excited about, is that um, I'm going to start teaching yoga again, which mm. is something that really, really fuels my soul. And I haven't done it in a couple years because obviously I've been doing a couple other things, but I really miss it. I love it. And every time I even think about it, I get happy. So I know that that's something I have to do for myself and I'm really, really excited about it. Mm, okay. I just got inspired because I keep on literally saying I want to go back to taking ballroom lessons because I took them for years and I love them and it keeps on hitting me like square in the face yet. I'm like, no, I don't have time for that because I have this new thing and this new thing. And, but honestly, I love that you are listening in despite everything awesome that you have going on. You have, um, a book, you have your clothing line, you have your ebook, you have your blogging site where you're writing crazy amounts every single day, but it's, it's about doing what you love, but also making sure you're listening to what's really making you feel full and happy or what you love doing can actually come to a screeching halt. So, um, you know, you gave so many good tips about just listening and tuning in and what are your tips on, you know, um, being able to, uh, hear those messages. So I know that you're a spiritual person. So what is something that you, uh, maybe do every single day to make sure that you're tuning in or listening? That's a really good question because I do a lot of things to make sure that I'm connected to all of what's going on inside because I think it can be so easy, especially with my personality, which is so extreme and all over the place and I get so wrapped up in what I'm doing. It can be really easy to not listen to what my heart wants and what my body needs and all those different things. So I've had to create a very grounding routine for myself. So that even when I have a crazy day full of all sorts of stuff that just totally knocks me out of my spiritual energy, that I start in a really grounded spot so that I know I know what I need to do moving forward. So every morning, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point, but I do not allow myself to look at my phone after my alarm goes off for about 20 or 30 minutes and I do, I either meditate or I meditate and stretch and like do a light little yoga practice before I allow myself to look at my phone. I cuddle with my cat, I make some hot water and tea, brush my teeth, wash my face and just get myself centered before I really dive into that interactive world of talking to people and answering emails and looking at all of that kind of stuff. So that has really required me to shift my routine a little bit and be really regimented about it, which means going to bed earlier and waking up earlier so that even when I do have a morning workout, which you know I go to Orange Theory mainly only in the mornings, so I have to wake up really quite early um, as far as my internal schedule is concerned to do all the things that I want to do in the morning to get myself centered. And um, that's one thing that really helps. And it helps me get in touch with my spiritual side and what I really need to do. Um, and then I try to check in throughout the day and do that. Um, I'm trying to get better about meditating, especially when um, I get a lot of panic attacks and I mean things like that because I just get really overwhelmed. So I'm trying to do the work on the back end so that when I do get into a situation that might make me feel really overwhelmed or panicked that I don't have to overreact or react too strongly because of the really careful care that I take of my body and myself um, in my free time. So I try to do that. I try to listen to myself. Another thing I do is I've just really learned over the years my idea of fun and like a really, really good time is different than a lot of other people that I know. And um, I used to feel like, oh, I have to let loose. I have to do this to have fun and I should be having fun and I should be 
going out and day drinking with my friends on the weekends and this is what fun is and I've actually had to really learn to trust myself and my instinct and know fun to me sometimes means reading a book in the bath and going to bed at 9 p.m. That is fun to me. And of course, spending time with people, surrounding myself with just really, really good people who inspire me, who support me and vice versa, um, who just make me happy. But I, I mean, I'm different than a lot of people that I know and just learning to be comfortable with that and really listen to my heart and soul and know what works for me and what I need in order to fuel myself to be able to do all the things that I do and still be able to listen to myself and tune in. Um, that's been a journey and that's actually been something that was like my New Year's resolution was to say no to things that I don't want to do, which is so hard for me. It's so hard for me to say no to anybody or any opportunity because everything sounds great to me in the moment. <laughs> um, but then I have to think like, wait, even though this this opportunity is two months away, is this something I would actually want to do mm-hmm. if it was tomorrow? And mm-hmm. that's very, very helpful for me. So. I started oh, I love saying, that. yeah, started saying no to a lot more things and just saying no to things I don't want to do in general. And really, one of my friends helped me see it clearly as saying no to things you don't want to do is really like saying yes to everything you've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to have a little more time to do those things that I've always known were important, like take care of myself, go to bed early, meditate, have this great morning routine because I've allowed space for it and I'm not overcrowding my schedule in my life like I normally would. Um, That's not to say that I don't sometimes still do that because this week I can definitely say that I that I have been overloaded, but I think part of that's because I'm leaving on Sunday. But yeah, so... Those are a couple things I do. Oh my God. I feel like I'm talking to myself. It's creepy and amazing. Um, (laughs) I love it. Um, but I love that you say redefining fun because that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, you know, your, your perception of what we thought was fun. Did it really ever actually equal fun the next day or when it was done? That's what you really have to look at. And I absolutely am going to take that, um, nugget that you shared that was so amazing and asking if this was tomorrow would I want to do it that just like puts it in perspective immediately that was brilliant oh my gosh I'm gonna use that all the time Um, well I am like beyond thrilled that you came on and I know that we could talk forever because this just keeps on branching off for me into a million other topics I would love to chat about so maybe we'll have you on if you're open at another time down the road when you have something amazing come up Um, because I know that you are always going to have an incredible project that we can talk about so (laughs) so (laughs) where can we um, just fill us in really quick what you have coming up where we can find your book I know that you have an apparel line that I'm so excited about and every woman on here if they're anything like me is obsessed with clothing and it's so cute so tell us about the apparel line your book where to find you where to follow you perfect well you can find me at thebalancedblonde.com and also on instagram at thebalancedblonde and then on twitter i'm balanced blondie because the balanced blonde was too long and balanced blonde was taken (laughs) um facebook i'm the balanced blondie Snapchat, I'm all over Snapchat. I snap everything I do. I'm totally obsessed with it. Is Jojo Younger, J-O-J-O-Y-O-U-N-G-E-R. That's probably the best place to actually interact with me because I try to respond to people really fast on Snapchat. And for some reason, I've just gotten really good at like these fast responses where I feel like I'm texting with people on there and it's great. It's so fun. Um, And then my clothing line is TBV Apparel. It stands for Truth, Balance, Virtue. And you can find that at truthbalancevirtue.com. And you can also find it through my blog because that has links to everything, to my book, Breaking Vegan, which is a memoir about my orthorexia journey and then finding balance. And it has 25 healthy recipes in it and a guide to balance also in the book. So you can find that on Amazon or at your local Barnes & Noble um, or through the links on my site, which will take you to a bunch of different places where you can find it. Amazing. I am so incredibly grateful that you came on and shared everything that you did with us today. I know so many people are going to benefit from it. Well, thank you so much for having me. I feel like there's so much synergy between us and it was such an effortless conversation. So I hope that 
I hope that everybody likes it. Oh, they definitely will. Well, you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with somebody. And until next time, go out and earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up With Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? 
Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.